0: Kim All right, Zach, you ready for this episode? This is a good one. We got a good episode coming up
1: today. I am so ready for this one, Kim.
0: I know. You know what? We've been getting so many emails and you know messages about the podcast. We hope it's really blessing you and touching you where you're at, just, or just so you're having fun and laughing out loud with us. So anytime you can send us a message, review us, subscribe, and tell others, it really helps us kind of know what... You want to hear and also just supports us. And we just thank you so much for all of you guys listening. It really means a lot to us.
1: We've been getting a lot of messages from people. Oh. I'd, I'd love to read a couple of these messages if if I can. Oh, I'd love to hear it. Okay. So this is a message from Kristen. So she sent this message to us on our website, lolkim.com. Anyone can go on the site. They can leave us a voicemail. You can leave a message. You can also leave us a review. And we, we read all of it. We love all of it. Um, this one says... I'm loving the podcast. Great job, y'all. If you only knew how many times, I would say amen while listening. (laughs) Keep up the great work. I love that one. That makes me so happy. There's one where I want to read. This one's from Bridget. And she says, hi, Kim. I really enjoy your podcast. I'm a mom of a two-year-old and a five-year-old. Oh, Lord. And I know. And as part of my me time, I go out and exercise while listening to your podcast.
0: that's fantastic that I'm gonna have to say amen to that because Zach you know what that's like having the little ones mine's a distant memory but I remember those days having that me time girl take the me time
1: yeah, no, I I get it. I need to just sometimes I'm just like I'm going for a walk. I need to be out of the house. Yes. I, I need to get hear away. Anything.
0: I don't want to. Right. right. I mean, it's tough. Parenting is tough, but the little the littles when you're parenting littles, the me time is so important. You know, and it, our guest that we're having on the show today, she's not only a friend, but she is this powerhouse of overcoming adversity. How to create the confidence in your life. She has been there, done that. She's an author. She's a podcaster. She's a speaker. She's amazing. Heather, welcome to the podcast. (laughs) Long time no talk. What has been going on, girl? Oh, my God. You know, just a little global pandemic. Not much. (laughs) No, but you're the only person that can take something like, the world's coming to an end. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna figure out how to make this work. And you're the oh only person God. that
2: can do that. No, I don't know about that. I, I definitely, you know, I have my breakdown moments, but I do, <laughs> I figure I'm, I'm going to bounce back. I might as well do it sooner than later, right? What's the point? <laughs> Why
0: wallow in it? Just get busy. Right. Heather, you've got a new book out. Can I just, before you get dive into it, allow me to brag on you. May I do that? Yes, you may, my friend. This woman is an author two times over. Her book, Creating Confidence, I've read cover to cover. Total one thousand percent needed it in that time in my life. Now, Overcoming Your Villains, Mastering Your Beliefs, Actions, and the Knowledge to Conquer Any Adversity. Um, your podcast so popular, and Zach said before we got started, he said Kim, she is the best podcast in this space. It's called Creating
1: Confidence with Heather Monahan. I did say that. That's that's true, and it's totally true. Thank you.
0: Thank you. And I would agree. I'd second that motion. You're a guest lecturer at Harvard. You had TED Talks. You are a confidence coach, a business coach. Can we just go ahead and dive in to you and why you wrote this book? Because I think it's something that more than ever it's timely.
2: Yeah. I'll tell you, I'm a big fan of data doesn't lie, right? And the data that we see and and what I mean, Mm -hmm. that's the feedback that you get from people, your friends, your family, your community, online, whatever. But when I started, after I wrote and self-published my first book, the questions, Kim, people were always asking me is, okay, but how did you bounce back from getting fired so fast? How did you do the next thing? But but break down this, Heather, how did this happen? I, I was constantly being asked the same questions. And I thought, maybe that's what I'm supposed to write about next. Maybe that, right? Because you can't just keep answering every single person. There's not enough time in a day. And I thought maybe I should Mm -hmm. just tell the story and lay the roadmap out there. And so that was really when I first started thinking, this is a couple of years ago. This is back in 2018. I started thinking about doing this. My gosh, little did I know what was ahead of me. And then during that same time, one of my mentors came to me and said, because I'm always asking people who are ahead of me, like, you know, I was asking you about this about HSN and QB like, yeah, right. "All right, like, all w- right, what are your I- ideas on this? Like, how do you get there? How do you do this? I always ask people the same questions. And one of my mentors said, Heather, one thing you haven't done yet that would really benefit your audience is you need to distill what it is that you do to achieve success, overcome adversity into a very simple process others can em- can emulate time and time right. again. And that sounds easy, but it is not easy to come up with. What is your unique process? I had to sit down and just whiteboard like, okay, back in the oh eight oh nine recession, how did I turn the company around back then? How did I bounce back from when I got divorced? How did I, you know, like I looked mm-hmm. at all these really challenging, big moments in my life. I, I whiteboard them all over the place and then I start looking, is there a constant or a theme that I can pick up in each one so that I can share a true, process I've used in my life and it took me a little while to figure it out but I end up I finally I'm like inspector clouseau I found it I've got it <laughs> eureka I have it I, that, no it was that moment right like okay I subconsciously didn't know I was doing this but I've been doing it my whole life anytime I get knocked down anytime I'm hit over the head with adversity the first thing I do is I dismantle that belief into the most simplistic mm. fact that is there right like when I got fired I thought I lost everything When you break that down, I lost a paycheck. I didn't lose anything else, right? Like, But you start telling yourself that worst case scenario. The next step is take action immediately. For me, I posted on social media. I've just been fired. If I've ever done anything to help you, I need to hear from you now. I asked for help, right? Like I took action immediately. Then the last step is um, be intentional about the knowledge that you're accessing. Don't go to people who haven't been to the place that you're trying to get to, right? Okay, stop, stop, stop,
0: stop, 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 stop. Back it up, baby. You're going too fast. You need to repeat that in a slow mo, you know, voice. Say what you just
2: said again. Yeah, never take advice or direction from someone who has not been where you're trying to go. Don't you think
0: we're living in a world, Heather, of people who call themselves experts with absolutely no experience?
2: Oh, uh, it's so great. I was just having this conversation yesterday. Yes, mm-hmm. everywhere on social media, people claiming to be experts in, in right. various categories. Yeah.
0: So I love it because you're speaking from the expertise of adversity, of a firing, of you know this, this struggle to success. What in the book... I, everybody needs to go get the book. I can't wait to read it. I've I've got my order in. We're making it happen because Heather is the real deal Holyfield. She's not coming to you like, hey, I'm all that in a bag of chips. She's like, I took my crumbles and I've made some big old honking nachos out of it. So talk to me. Notice how, Heather, I'm still doing everything back to food. But anyway, define to me what is a villain?
2: Yeah, this is interesting for a long time in my life, I was looking outward at villains, right? Like I was working side by side with a woman that hated me. She'd give me disparaging looks, asked she me what jealous. She, was jealous.
0: She, she was. She she was we, jealous. We won't,
2: we won't even give her the time. But anyway, okay. she <laughs> was she was she was not nice to me, right? And so I here's what I would do. And I don't know if anybody listening can identify with this, but I would be you know, I would I would never publicly be mean because I'm classier than that. But, you know, when I was at home, I'd be upset and I would think like she's awful. You know, she's just an awful. So I'm wasting all this energy, Kim, on this person, not in my house, not in my life, not someone who's trying to help me. Now, when I reflect back, for years and so people, oh my gosh! If you have a person in your life like this that doesn't treat you nicely, I fire have one, that right villain. Now. You have to fire that girl villain because you'll you you cannot allow for that. You're better than that, Kim. I agree.
0: I know, girl. You're. T- I've been around the block a time or two. I have some girth, okay? <laughs> I have experienced a lot of <laughs> adversity, but I've just recently, and I'm, I'm going to go and tell a little bit of the story because I'd love for your advice or your kind of like coaching right now for me personally, because sometimes everybody needs like overcome our villains in book form or Heather's, you know, podcast. I think sometimes when you say, Kim, ask for help, you know, when you said, raise your hand, ask for help. It doesn't matter what station of life you're in. We all need encouragement. We all need these kind of cheerleaders in our corner, coaching us to success. So, I want a little coaching right now. So, I have just dealt with something at my kid's school with my oldest son, and I'm telling you, Heather, this has been a three and a half year journey with different, and I'm doing air quotes here, villains. Okay, different situations, not just a person, but different, mm-hmm. where. My son loves basketball, and he plays basketball, and he's a he's a good player. He's a good, solid player that adds value to a team. And so we came to this new school, and he he played on the basketball team. first year was a great experience, wonderful. So then we had another year; it was a blissful. We had we had a a, a a coach that was amazing. Bo went on to be the MVP of the year, you know, highest scorer, you know, one of the highest top scores of the season. It was wonderful experience. And then fast forward to this year. And this coach, I saw this boy work his tail off. Girl, I'm, I'm having the flashback from reading your first book from when you got fired. And my 14-year-old son sat in front of this man who said to him, you don't have a future, so you're not making the team. And I say that nothing against this guy. Of course, you know I, you know me, Mama Bear, murder, death, kill. I'm ready to go and hunt him down like a, and just beat him like a yard dog. But, I'm classier than that. Thank you, Heather. So I used it as an opportunity for my son to grow and learn how to handle these kind of villains and this kind of adversity. Bo handled it really, really well. I'm not handling it well, Heather. Help me handle this villain.
2: There's a couple of things I want to say before we get to your villain. And Jesse Itzler, Sarah Blakely's husband, was a guest on my podcast. Um, and Love him. Wh- I love him. He, you know, he does not live very far from you, by the way. I know. But, I love uh, both of those people. They are yeah, phenomenal people on many They're levels. amazing people. And so I was over at, at his house, right, having him on the show. And when we got off, he, my son's a big basketball guy too, just like your son. And obviously Jesse's big into sports. We were talking about my son and going away to camp in the summer and staying at Sleepaway, you know, for basketball. And he was saying to me, I'm like, yeah, I'm nervous. I'm a little nervous, you know, just like you. I'm mom there. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm just nervous, you know, having him go and doesn't know anybody. And he's like, listen, you want things just to be easy for your kid your whole right. life so that when he graduates or goes off on his own, Heather, and the minute he's in the business world and he meets some freaking villain, he's not, he's going to wet his pants and cry. Right. He said, or do you want your son to go take on some adversity right now? Go into some crappy situations, learn to trust himself, learn that he can't step on. into fear. And do you want him to become a man? And I was like, I'm listening to him. I'm like, you're. I don't want to say yes, but yeah, you are right. I can't yeah. Yeah. protect this little kid and, and and never let him out. Right. So it's almost his point to me was cheer, like be, like clapping. Thank God he's going to look at some adversity. Yeah. Thank God he's going to step into. Us. So I always remind myself of that because it's really good parenting advice that you and I don't always want to hear, but it's true and we we know it. Right. Mm. One of the things that I remember years ago, my son faced the villain at, at school. You know, bullying all his crap. And I ended up investing in him. I hired a speaker coach because at the time he was wanting to give a speech for school and everyone was was getting bullied, whatever. And I thought, I can't change the bullies, right? I can change how I speak to him at home about gratitude and and knowing that we're enough and feeling proud of who we are, regardless what other people say. Mm -hmm. But I thought, maybe I could make an investment in him because maybe he doesn't just need to hear it from me. Maybe it'd be cool if he heard it from an expert, right? And so I hired the speaker coach, even though I speak for a living, but I was like, you know, this is, I think this is going to be valuable. You're
0: mom. You're not a speaker or I'm an author. Mom. You're a mom.
2: And so he, it really, like I saw the difference in him. Like he saw that I'm valuable enough that like, we drove over here today and she, you know, spent money on this for me. And this expert's working with me and she's seeing the light and the value in me. And it was just, it ended up being like these really, again, not in the moment. You can never connect the dots when you're in it. You've got to be outside of it to look back to say, oh, I see why this happened for me. Like I see how this paid off in the end. So it's just, it's really challenging in those moments, but it's helpful to reflect on and remember. And Kim, I know you have these moments in your career when you were facing adversity Mm. and you came out on top as a result of it, like, and applying those back to your son, right? Because this has nothing to do with that villain. We're going to find villains like that everywhere, but it's about how can we leverage this challenge right now to make it work for us instead of against us.
0: So you're saying our villains and our adversity and our obstacles that we face are commodities.
2: Definitely can be if we choose to let them be, right? Definitely can be.
0: Well, and, you know, for me, I can look back on my own personal life, and everybody listening probably can too, Heather, and think of these moments where someone, something has tried to keep you down. And we're not going to ever outrun these moments,
2: right? No, everyone's going to be faced on the only way you wouldn't be is if you're vanilla. You sit in your little corner. You never shine. <laughs> Honey, light. we ain't vanilla. No, we're not vanilla. You. No, we're, we are not ordinary. I was not born in this life. to Be ordinary. I'm born here to be extraordinary. And that means different than everybody else. And I rock that. I own it. And I'm so proud of it. So the only way you're not facing adversity, the only way you're not getting criticized if, is if you're not creating or you're not showing up as that unique you that is within you.
0: Well, how, what would you say to someone who's saying, okay, yeah, I hear you, Heather. That sounds great. Bop, 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 bop. You're so successful. You've always been successful. You're gorgeous. You're beautiful. All this. How do you say, what would you say to everyone listening to develop that overcoming spirit? Because that is so,
2: that's a, that's a precious gift, I think, being able to overcome muscle that anyone can develop, right? Yeah, yeah. Number one, be intentional about it. Like maybe for a long time you're saying, I can't take on hard things. That's a story you're telling yourself. That's Let's right. rewrite that story, right? Number one, like I can take on hard things. Just the power of words and the power of the narrative you're running. You speak to yourself more in any given day than anyone else is going to ever it the truth? Fact, Isn't it's it fact. the truth? So, so you have to pump the brakes and say, wait a minute, what the person who speaks to me most is myself. What is it that I'm saying to myself? And I'll tell you what I say to myself now. I didn't used to say this, but now I say, "You are more than enough. You are an all star. You you have all the possibility and creativity within you." Now, when I was younger, I used to say, "Oh, you loser! Why did you do that? You blew it again." I used to run a negative tape, but then I learned. Wait a minute, that's not paying off. It's not paying dividends in my life. I don't like where I'm at. I don't like how I feel why don't I try something different? And I wrote down on a piece of paper how I wanted to speak to myself. And then I would read it and train myself, put the work in. right? And I would really practice how I wanted to speak to myself until all of a sudden one day it wasn't practicing anymore. I had rewritten the narrative.
0: I love recommending ZocDoc because they have solved an actual problem we all face. I'm just, tell me, tell me if you have ever had this experience like I have. You need to find a new doctor or specialist, but you have no idea where to look. So you just start asking around, hoping that your Aunt Sally's guy is as good as she thinks. ZocDoc solves that problem, y'all. It's a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book your appointment with them online. I use it and it's so easy. All you got to do is go to ZocDoc.com slash Kim or download their free app and check it out for yourself. ZocDoc will show you top rated patient reviewed doctors and specialists. You can filter specifically for the ones that take your insurance. And I'm telling you, we all know that is a struggle. Who takes your insurance and where's a good doctor? ZocDoc has it all there for you. They have doctors located near you and treat basically any condition you're searching for. The typical wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc is between, you know, just 24 to 72 hours. That's it. And you can even get same day appointments. So what are you waiting for? I use ZocDoc and you should too. Go to ZocDoc.com slash Kim and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's ZocDoc, Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash Kim. ZocDoc slash Kim. And take all the hassle of finding good doctors who take your insurance in a flash. Kim, Kim so my nephew's going through this kind of negative self-talk right now. You know, he's in his 20s. He's trying to find himself. You know how you do, y'all. No. Who was tw- I was trying to find who am I supposed to be? Who am I, I going to be when I grow up? I want to be successful. You know, and that, thing, don't we all? But there yes. is a process, you know, to, you know, purpose. There is a process. And by process, I mean, there's a lot of tough things to get there. So, what do you say to my nephew who is in his 20s, or to any college student listening, or any young person, or any age person, really, for that matter, who knows there's more for them?
2: Mm-hmm. But how oh do they gosh. get
0: that, Heather? How do we get that thing that we know? Because let me just say this, and I know you're going to agree with me. We all deep down in our knower know, you know, and I call it my knower, that deep down little, still small voice, that gut thing that we were made for something fantastical, right? I think we all know that, or we wouldn't be so down about not having more and being greater. How do we get there though? Like, what would you tell that person that's in that infancy stage of wanting to self-discover what they are all about and who they are all about? Like my nephew, let's just take him for example.
2: Yeah, I mean, the first, the first thing I, I would say is you're not alone. Everybody's been, you know, you're in good company, right? Like we've yeah. all been Welcome there. Welcome to the club. Yeah. 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 So here's the thing. If we could figure it out, you can too. Right. And it's a journey. Like I didn't, just like you, like we didn't wake up one morning. You weren't born Mm -hmm. knowing you're going to have a TV show and do it like that Mm -hmm. didn't happen. No, it's a, it's an unbelievable amount of errors and mistakes and action steps, Mm -hmm. stepping into fear and choosing to listen to yourself over others. I got to a place in my life. I was so sick of being frustrated with other people because I was showing up a certain way to make them feel better. Or I was doing things to make them happy. And I was so oh! frustrated. I was always mad at them. So I decided, even though I'm, I'm really, really scared to do it, I'm going to start listening to me. Because I thought, you know what? That way, I don't have to be pissed at somebody else. I can be pissed at me. And that's a, li- a little bit easier of a pill to swallow, right? So I just decided I'm not going to do things to make other people feel a certain Why way. Why do we do I'm that, not though? Char- I'm not in We're charge not- of them. Why do we do that? It's beyond people-pleasing. It's almost
0: like it's this... Switch that slips on at a certain age, where you're thinking, especially for women, especially for women. Why do we do? Can we just park it there for a hot minute? Why do we do that? And explain to everyone what you just said, because some people might go, "What is she saying?" It's, 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 it's caring what other people think or trying to mold
2: yourself to their narrative. Why do we do that? I believe, or at least I know for myself, I wasn't trusting my inner voice for a while. <laughs> what happens? I, I believe in life is that when you Turn down the noise on your inner voice, you've got to reactivate again. You've got to bring it back up. Now you start detaching from it and you can't really hear it anymore. I remember clearly always looking outside of me for my answers, you know, asking others, What do you think I should do? What do you think I should do? And the more I would train myself to do that, the less I looked inside, oh. which, which is I start, I start breaking away from my own answers, my own inner value, my own inner knowing, like you said. And the more I did that, I put more weight on what others thought. And the more I put more weight on them, then the more I needed to rely more on them. So like I kept leaning into more of this get away from Heather, go into what they could, they found success, I'll ask them. And these people didn't have good intentions for me. And no one's ever really going to know what the right (laughs) thing is for me other than myself. So instead, what I finally got, I got so frustrated. That model doesn't work. It was broken. And then I ended up pissed off at these people because they don't know the right thing for me. I'm listening to them. They're giving me bad advice. I finally said, this isn't working. I'm going to stop for a moment and I'm going to try to listen to me. I didn't know how to do it. So I started journaling, right? Mm. That was like the first step was I started journaling. Like some people meditate, you know, some people do a variety of different things. I went to a hypnotist, like I, I put it out there. I want to reconnect. You were the, looking, this. you were looking, you were seeking. I, I'm, I was seeking it and I was making it known. Like I was not embarrassed to tell people, like I'm really trying to learn who I am. I'm really trying to learn how do I amplify my inner voice. And I knew this, once I could hear it, I was going to act on it, no matter how small it was. And it started small, right? It was like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, I see so-and-so and I just don't feel great when I see her. Maybe I don't need to see her anymore. Oh my Maybe- gosh, somebody- no, 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 we were just talking about that at lunch with my husband. I'm like, like everybody ain't supposed to be your BFF. And that's okay. And doesn't yeah. make them a bad person, do not make them your person, right? Like that's Damn. the whole thing. And that's Okay. And I felt uncomfortable getting out of it at first. So I'd say this one woman would call me and she's like one of these perfect friends that at one point in my life, I felt I needed to have that. As Mm -hmm. I got to know myself better, I realized it wasn't helpful or or beneficial to me. And I got my priorities, me to take care of me first, right? When you're on the airplane, they don't say, put that oxygen mask on everyone else. And then we'll see you later. They say, save yourself first and then you can save others. So I started that visual in my mind all the time. Heather, if you go got to save you, you can't have lunch with Miss Perfect because then it ruins your day. You feel bad about yourself. That's not helpful. So would, she would call me and she would say, let's go to lunch. And I'd say, you know what? I'm fully committed this week, but I so appreciate the invite and I appreciate you understanding. Have a, have a great rest of your week. Take care. And after you do that three or four times, they're not calling you anymore. They, you don't have to be mean. You don't have to fight with someone. You don't have to say, I'm going through a journey right now and you're not on my journey. You can just, <laughs> you can just say like, not today, my friend, take care and rock on with your bad self. You don't need to explain no is a complete answer and keep it moving. And as I started doing that, guess what? That mm, inner voice started because it was like, Oh Heather. Oh yeah. When you hear yourself, you're going to act on it. Then I'm coming for you more. And then those were the right decisions, even though the bigger and louder the voice got, the scarier the steps took, right? Like leaving the relationship or or leaving the job and, and saying, I'm gonna be okay. These m- bigger moments happen because those tiny, small moments started me down the path.
0: Oh, that's such a good word. I hope y'all heard that. It, it, it also, it just clicked, you know, t- getting back to, you know, your environment and who you choose to listen to Outside of yourself, that you should be listening to yourself first. But when you have a bunch of noise coming at you and different people's opinions, and I know it's tough, you know, it's so tough to even social media what to believe, what to believe. Let's talk about, and I'm not, I don't want to use the word toxic because it's thrown around too much, but this is how I look at it. When I'm around someone or in a circumstance or situation where, where it's, it makes me feel worse about myself when I leave them, that's a big bye, Felicia in a moment. Correct. I I want everybody to understand what Heather is saying here.
2: Yeah, that's a red flag, which means, okay, hang on. I'm trying to get your attention. This isn't helpful for you. When you're, when you go into an exchange, you're either around people that are giving you more energy that you walk away from and say, you know what? I I feel really proud of myself or I'm excited. Like I feel like what we're doing right now, what we're doing right now. We're feeding each other. Yeah. I leave you and I feel great about myself. Me too. Me same same. time. And it's about people evaluating, like take, just give yourself the minute when you leave an exchange and just say, you know, what? I just, that's like, that, those are my people because what happens and Kim, you know, this so often there's people that are in our circle, but they're not in our corner. They're not really there for the right reason or the right thing. And we some on some deep level, we sense it. We know that I knew for a decade, I worked side by side with that lady. I knew she wasn't for me. But I kept just turning a blind eye to it because I just didn't want to deal with it. Or I thought I was afraid to deal with it because I was afraid what that consequence would look like. Had I dealt with it a long time ago, I would have been 10 years further along in my entrepreneurial journey right now. Like the right answer was to deal with it. The right answer was to say, this is not my person. I can't fool myself. And, and in any moment, you're either creating confidence within yourself or chipping away at it. And as I turned a blind eye to bad behavior, I was chipping away at my confidence, chipping away at my inner voice.
0: Girl, I, I just, y'all got to get the book. Okay, just what are some of the f- highlights, some of your favorite parts as you were writing this book? Because you know what? If it speaks to you as an author, it's going to speak to someone else. What, what did, what's your takeaway from the book that you wrote, Overcoming overcome your villains
2: well i'll tell you this is um anytime you have a really hard time doing something or you're scared of something that's a great growth opportunity you know mm-hmm. I've, I've learned this in my life now i'm in my late 40s but i you know i didn't know this when i was younger but now as a someone who's constantly in growth m- movement movement and, and and i'm in a growth moment writing this book was scary because there's a chapter in here and i actually haven't talked about this publicly yet there's a chapter in here that I was so ashamed initially to share. Mm. I had a lot of shame around it. However, I've learned when you shine a light on shame, you extinguish it, right? So I know the right answers to share it, to get it outside of in me, to put it out there, and, and I can, you know, overcome it and move on. And a lot, I mean, a lot of us have things we're ashamed of from when we were kids, younger sure. days in our life. And suffering alone in silence is never the answer. Anyways, I was on the Dr. Drew show um, a couple of years ago, right before the pandemic. And I was so scared to go on that show because I knew he's a doctor. He's going to be able to see all of these things I've been hiding from the rest of the world. So when I went on this show, I was really, really nervous. Anyways, to make a long story short, he didn't ask me what I thought he was going to ask me, but, and I tell this whole story in the book, um, we went off air and I said, Dr. Drew, can I do a selfie with you and me? Like he's, you know, cool guy, whatever. Want to take a picture. He's like, of course you can no problem. We do a picture. And he said, now, can I ask you a question? I said, yeah. I said it's a personal question, and I was like, I knew Mm -hmm. he knew, and he said, "You were abused as a child, weren't you?" And my jaw dropped. I had spent a lifetime doing anything and everything I could to hide that. Anything and everything. Yeah, no one knows that, right? And so, well, now the whole world will know because it's, it's in the book. But I, I said, yes, that is true. And he said, "Can I ask you something?" And this is a doctor, right? And I said, yeah. And he said, can you please share that story? You're going to help so many people. And I said, well, and I came up with all these excuses. I'm like, well, like Oprah Winfrey already put her abuse out there. And like, everybody knows it's, you know, it's okay. Who's going
0: to care? Who's going to care, right? You're going, you're you're trying to dumb it down. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I'm like, yeah. Cause really I just was scared to to address it. Right. And, and he's like, and then he gave me some stats and, and he really spent some time, like 20 minutes with me trying to convince me that if even if it just helps one person, that's the opportunity to change somebody's life who's suffering. And that's really the whole reason why we're all here on this world is to impact the world in a a positive way, in whatever small way we can, even if it's just one person. And he said to me, he said, Heather, if somebody could have helped you when you were younger, do you wish they would have? And I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, yes. Once he said that, I got it. I was like, you're right. Even if I just reach one young person with this message that they're not alone and that it is okay and there's nothing wrong with them, then it's worth taking that leap. So for me, that's really like anything that's really scary, really hard, has a potential to be really big like that is, um That's the big thing to me about this book. But you know what's super funny? I uh, I did the Audible version of the book and I thought, I was certain actually... Oh, the chapter I'm going to cry on is this one. We're never going to get through it. I told my producer, I'm like, if this chapter is going to be so hard, I didn't cry once in that mm. chapter, which I'm super proud of. Cause I really kind of processed. you know, that this isn't, I'm not a bad person. This isn't me. This is something that happened to me, but this is something that I have survived and now thrive from. It doesn't define me. It could have been a defining moment in my life. It wasn't, you know, like this is just a moment in time and, and thank God I've overcome it and I've moved on beyond it and anyone else can too. But there is one chapter in the book that I lost it in and I never thought I was going Isn't to... is that how it goes? My, one of my mentors is a really special gentleman in my life, an older gentleman I worked with for years who just always cared so much about me. He was always about legacy. He used to always say, leaving footprints in the sand. Yeah. Oh, I'm oh girl,
0: breath. honey. Uh. Girl, that is biblical. Don't even get me. I'll have to preach now. I'm going to have to sing hallelujah. Leaving the footprints in the sand.
2: Oh, my gosh. When I read that, mm. lo- lo- lost. like lost, it took us you got it. probably that, that two hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny. It just Things don't always turn out the way that you anticipate, for sure. Yeah,
0: but you know what? It's so true, Heather. And I'm going to get emotional talking about it because... You know, we live in a world that wants to divide. And, and we live in heroes and superheroes and villains and all of that. But when we started this podcast, you said villains a lot of times, it's in your own head. It's the self talk. And I think getting it out gets it, I don't know, it looses something. It just it releases something into the into the world. So I mean, our mess is truly our message, right?
2: Absolutely. It certainly can be. And if you choose to allow it and for anyone who thinks, well, maybe that's the case for you, but mine wouldn't matter to someone. It will. We all are on different frequencies. We all relate to different people differently. Mm-hmm. Your message is meant to help somebody out there and it could be that roadmap for someone else. So take the chance, put it out there and see what happens.
0: Okay. Let me ask you this one last question. Then we're going to do something really, really fun. Do you think your mess? is directly related to your purpose. I might, we might have to think on that for a minute, but you know what I'm saying? Like all the experiences, because we started off, you know, everybody's an expert with no experiences, but is that mess and those experiences, good and bad, is that linked directly to your success and your purpose in life, you
2: think? I believe so. I have a friend of mine, my friend Jordan Montgomery, who's an amazing person, very, very religious. He was on the phone with me the other day and I was complaining, you know, (laughs) that, Things I do that a lot hard right it's so now. And hard. <laughs> it's not working. And, and and my, my book launch date got moved and all of it And I was just complaining. Right. Oh yeah. I and, do it all the time. Yeah. I mean, and it's like, right. Not my finest moment, but I was on the phone with the right person. Like it's so important who, you know, you rely on in those low moments. It's like calling you like it's the right person at that time. And he said to me, cause listen to me for a second. He said, he was saying in the Bible, he's like, in the Bible, do you think that it was easy on everybody? Or do you think that they all had challenges? And do you think that those challenges ended up being the purpose, ended up being the message, ended up being the mm. reason? He said, don't you see? Your challenges are what, that is your purpose. That is your message. Embrace these, mm. showcase them, live through them and see this is your power. And when he painted a very different picture than what I was seeing, I was seeing that as this awful thing for me He was saying, this is your blessing, your purpose, your life, work, and your mission. Embrace it and be grateful for it. And it was just such a, wow, talk about flipping the script on something quickly.
0: (laughs) That's why you need to surround yourself. And let me just tell you something. Nobody has it 100. Nobody is perfect. We all need each other. So if someone's telling you they've got it all together and here's all the answers, I'd run really, really far from that person. (laughs) It's so true. But somebody like you, Heather, that you put your... You know, you put your mess out there, good and bad, and that's why you are such a strong thought leader and going, gonna achieve even greater things than you already have. Not just mention your grit, but your grace as you're doing it to really be vulnerable and transparent. I'm telling you, get this book, Overcoming Your Villains. We're gonna take how to do it in a little bit, but- I'm
1: breaking it with a Zack Attack. Zack Attack.
0: <laughs> oh no, Heather. Gird your loins, baby. <laughs>
1: All right, Heather. Sometimes in the show, I like to jump into the interview and uh, interrupt with a little Zack attack. Kim has no idea what I've prepared. I thought it would be fun because both of you are extremely confident women, confidence experts. I thought it would be great to take a few steps further and ask you both about some times when overconfidence got someone arrested. What? So I'm going to ask you about dumb criminals. Okay. What kind of overconfidence do you think got these people arrested? Ready? This
0: is going to be great.
1: So an overconfident person broke into a house a few months ago. Oh, my Lord. What did he do that got him arrested? What do you think?
2: He went to sleep in the, in the person's house.
1: Oh, that's good.
2: Heather, you got it.
1: Heather got it? Yeah. So, all right, check it out. This woman woke up, found a burglar napping in her guest bedroom. (laughs) After this person took a swim in the pool and ate some chicken out of the fridge.
0: Bless it, Jesus.
1: Heather.
2: <laughs> Wait, I'm so competitive. I'm over here like this. Yeah, That's
0: I'm winning. Right? I'm winning. <laughs> All right, Heather's waiting. Heather, Heather, absolutely, hands down, you will win this. I promise you. <laughs> That's a, this is a good
2: game. This, stuff? this is okay. hilarious. Okay,
1: so an overconfident person broke into an Italian restaurant mm-hmm. and stole what? Oh, I, I'm going to say stole the wine. That's
0: not dumb. But, you know, I could see them having some good wine or some good beverages, adult beverages behind the bar or uh, in the beverage center. That's a good one. What do you think, Heather?
2: I guess is peculiar. Nothing is coming to me. This is so strange. Um, I guess uh, gift certificates.
1: Ooh! Ooh. Oh, that would be good. That you have to go back. That's very good. That would be a good one. But (laughs) the thief stole the entire cash register and two bottles of Hennessy.
0: (laughs) Okay, I get a half a point. You get half a point.
1: Kim gets half a point.
0: Oh my god! The cash register I get. Hennessy. I'm not a drinker, so.
1: All right, here's a good Let's one. Say
0: though, Heather's gift certificate, that was like the best answer ever. That remember. was a really good answer. That was a really good answer. I
1: like that too. It's yeah. very creative. That I'm gonna I'm gonna actually <laughs> ch- go to this one next because of that okay. answer. <laughs> okay. So here's the story of an overconfident bank robber in California. Okay. He got caught robbing a bank. Why? This is a very overconfident bank robber. I'll give I'll say that. <sighs>
2: He gave, he gave a girl that he liked his phone number.
1: Oh, that's such a good one. I mm, wish that was it. so
2: good.
0: <laughs> he, uh, he, <laughs> he's, I, I don't even know. I don't even know what to say. You want me to tell you? Yeah, just tell me. Wait a minute. Let me guess. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Heather's was so good. He like stole like the, the, the slips behind the, you know, the, what do they call the money orders? thinking he could just
1: fill them out. That would be You know what
0: I'm saying?
1: He got caught because he robbed the same bank the day before. Stupid. Oh, my How dumb are you? Same bank two days in a row.
0: That is cocky. That ain't confident. That's That's just downright cocky.
1: (laughs) Right? Here's here's my last one. Ready? (laughs) A Facebook post caused a wanted woman to get caught. What? did she post that got her caught? The thing she stole. The
0: thing bragging about the thing she stole. Good
1: guess. Not correct.
2: Okay, she checked in like four square, like you check in, so, like I'm at SoulCycle. <laughs> oh my gosh, Heather, I love you so much. I'm
1: sure that has happened. <laughs> no. <laughs> she commented on mm-hmm. the mugshot the Crime Stoppers Facebook page posted. And said, That's an ugly picture of me.
2: Oh, Shut your pie hole. My gosh. Right? Complete I mean, narcissist. Complete. Yeah. People, need, narcissist. people need you, Heather. People need my you. My gosh. <laughs> I don't need that person. Let me tell you, there are some people I, <laughs> that know, I just don't That is a villain. That is an absolute villain.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh my gosh,
0: Zach, that was so good. <laughs> All right.
1: So, there you go. So, be confident. Don't be overconfident. That's my... Right,
0: right. Look, yeah. Check yourself.
1: Check, check yourself. yourself.
0: <laughs> and don't rob or steal anything. Let's just right? try that. Let's just let's like, start there. Let's start with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. right. So, we do this every show, Heather, where we ask every guest some rapid-fire questions. Don't want you to think about it. I just want you to say the first thing that comes to your mind, okay? Okay. Your favorite color. Blue. Your favorite thing to eat. French fries. Oh, me too. Right, dipped in milkshake. Listen, the girl knows herself. Okay, Heather knows who she is. Who's your celebrity crush?
2: Oh my god! Oh
0: god, it's a hard one. Wait,
2: uh, Ryan Reynolds lately. He's so. Funny. funny. Oh my gosh. Right. Funny and some cute. I, I've seen a couple of movies recently. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to go Ryan Reynolds. Okay.
0: I've never, I've, never talk, I've never been a big fan of him, but I like, because he's always been like this
2: cool, like sultry. And now that he's the funny guy, funny. I think I like him more. Don't you? Oh, wait. he was never on my radar. That's why I even had a hard time thinking of his name, but he's so funny. I mean, hilarious. I, I think he's great. Are you dating anybody? No, but he's married. So we, we can't go out No, not him. him. Not him. I'm just saying anybody. No, not right now. Anybody in the picture? No, find me someone good, Kim. Okay, Get on okay.
0: Them. Y'all heard that. And Heather's hot too, honey. So, you know, <laughs> with, what is the biggest mistake you ever
2: made? Getting married to my ex-husband because that morning I woke up, I said to my, my heart said mm-hmm. to myself, don't do this. And so I told him, something's telling me inside, I can't do this. And I'm really sorry. I know this looks terrible, but, um, you know, him and his mother talked me into it and I ended up divorced a year and a half later.
0: So listen to that voice, guys. Listen to that steel, small voice. What is the best advice you've ever received?
2: The best? Don't be desperate. There's always going to be another deal, another guy, another Mm. partner. I learned that in business in my early 20s. And like, sometimes you think like, I've got to close this one thing or I have to get... Don't hang on so tight to something. There will be something else. And the more desperate you are, the more laugh that you're going to have.
0: And you know what? Do you think this is true, Heather? I was, I'm was i telling you, were you at my lunch? Were you at Travis and <laughs> at El Real down the road? Because we were talking about it. And the, the more you don't care, it seems the more things care about you. It is, yeah. it, and, and I don't mean don't care with a lackadaisical, not a hard work, lazy. I'm talking about like, yeah, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, you're lost. This
2: is exactly... What someone told me last night, I was at dinner with a friend of mine. This is exactly what he was saying. He's like, when you just kind of turn it over to God, I've done all the work. I've yeah. put it all in there. If it's meant for me, it's going to come for me. If not, that there's, there's a reason. And you can no mistakes. Watch this. What is for you is for you.
0: No amount of mistakes can keep you from it. We, yes. we think we have some kind of control over this thing. If we are called to it, it is destiny. The only control we have is how to prepare for it because it's coming for you.
2: There's a sense of peace when I hear that. Yeah, I I love it. But don't
0: you agree with that though? I mean, everything that
2: has come into my life has chased me down. I have not chased it. Oh, that is so true. Girl, is that the truth? You don't need to chase down because that means they're running from you. And then that's a sign. I mean,
0: I ain't trying to chase no men or anything. I got three at home. I'm done. Okay, here we go. Last question. If you had $1 million to spend any kind of way that you wanted to, You don't have to save it. You don't have to invest it. You just are giving it. Spend any kind of way that you want to, any way you want to. How would you spend it?
2: I'm buying a house. After living through a global pandemic in a condo building on the 17th floor, this girl (laughs) needs to be on the ground and be able to walk outside. So yeah, that's a down payment for the new house and we are moving tomorrow. Did you,
0: hey, Zach, did you hear? She said down payment. Like yes, yeah, she
1: dollars? did. Oh, That's, a nice okay, That's a nice house. That's a nice house.
2: Kim, stop right now. Okay, I'm moving into a house like yours. Let's go. <laughs> oh, God.
0: I love you so much, Heather. Thank you so much for being on. Y'all, go get her book, Overcome Your Villains. And Heather, can we get it anywhere?
2: Yes, you can get it anywhere books are sold. You can go to overcomeyourvillains.com and get my bonus bundle for free. So go check it out today.
0: I love you girl. Thank you for coming on. I love on. you. Thank All right. you. Thanks love Heather. You, talk soon. Be exact. Kim Gravel. <laughs> <laughs> that was good, When is that? That was
1: good. She's great. Right? Yeah, on and so I lo- I really do love her podcast.
0: It's good. And it's yeah. it's it's one of those things every time you listen to it or you talk or hear her speak or read her books, you have such practical ways to implement these things. I love, Heather is at first, I think a student yeah. and then a teacher second. She really has done the hard yards, the work. I think one of the most exciting things I heard her say was the villain is not on the outside, it's on the inside. And also listening to that, building up that voice again and trusting yourself. Those are two of the most important foundational principles for any success in life.
1: I totally agree with you. And I'm I'm guilty of doing that to myself, right? I'm guilty mm, of are. having that voice inside that I'm criticizing myself. And yeah, when she said like, the voice you hear the most is your own, that really spoke, Bam. To, me. That spoke to me. It's just
0: true. It's hashtag true. And I, I love she goes, the dad approves it. Like, I mean, she's not, she's like I said, she is a student and then she is a teacher and it's amazing right. to um, have her on the show. So y'all go get her book, Overcome the Villains, Heather Monahan. All right, till next time. This is Zach and Kim. We're so grateful and thankful. Remember, subscribe, share, rate, and review, and let us know what you want to hear on the podcast. We're here for you. God bless you, and we love you. Till next time. Lol, y'all.
1: Bye, y'all. Kim.
0: Kim. Lol with Kim Gravel is produced and edited by Zach Miller at Uncommon Audio. Theme music by Taco Pella. Mixing and mastering by Zach T. Fell of ZTF Studio. Head to lolkim.com for more information
1: and to join our mailing list. Thanks for listening.